Let's get it. Let's get it cracking. Oh, we up in here. Team no sleep. Boy, goodness gracious. Let's go ahead. and we, we, Hold on. Man, we just going to start. So, shouts out to my man, Jerry Spink, and, and his brand. Uh, Monte hey, Allen, what's going on? I got to give you a shout out. Ladies and gentlemen, stay focused on you. Montel is, yeah. is rocking the, the gear. Man, you look look good in, in the gear there, too. Appreciate you for doing that. Uh, look, it's all family, man. It's all family. Always, man. Always, man. Got to show support to 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 those out there, man. Especially you, James. You opening so many doors for so many brothers and, and sisters and people in general just to get their voice out there, man. I can't say enough how much we appreciate you. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. We're going to rise together. We definitely going to rise together. Let me go ahead and make sure I got my comments right. I see senior in the, oh, see, man, I got to get these comments to show what to write. Well, that's all right if his shows are real big like that. That's all good. You know, that's, that's senior, so. The man that raised you right. There you go. It is. Shout it is. Oh, see, that. They, they go my peoples, too, coming in. What it do, man? What it do? Come in. and No, don't, don't start nothing tonight. Don't 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 act a fool. This is my, my my dude here I like to act a fool. So, but I love him. Appreciate him too for everything that he's doing in the community. Um, let's get into it, brother. Let's get into it. What is it? June fourteenth, almost close to Juneteenth. Uh, yeah, that, that's another show for another for another week. We'll probably talk about that next week for sure. Um, yes, sir. A lot of things going on. We always like to start with the social impact story and. You know, I make the, the the statement about Juneteenth, and this just could be something along those lines, right? Just again, uh, recognition, um, uh, acceptance, um, it, just just all kinds of things going going on, right? So we we've had this conversation on Team No Sleep before about the transgender athletes uh, competing or wanting to compete with a transgender athlete starts off as a man is now a woman who still who now wants to to compete with the women. Does that make sense? Did mm -hmm. I say that right? Okay. Yep, you said it right. Okay. <laughs> Louisiana's coming out, and they are now the 18th state to enact the transgender athlete ban. Uh, it could have died in the Louisiana legislature if the governor had enacted and said, you know what, no, this ain't going to happen. But he didn't let that happen. Yep. So that, that's telling it in and of itself, right? Let's talk about this and what your thoughts are, Montel, and everyone in, in the audience as well. Again, we, we've had this conversation about unfair advantage, about uh, maybe there needs to be separate leagues, separate uh, uh, categories for folks that are that are identified as transgender and things of that nature. But this is telling, right? Now we up to 18. We, we had a decent number of states that are saying mm -hmm. you can't you can't just uh, you can't just decide now that you want to be on this side of the field as well and compete with, with the okay. women because you, you, you now identify as a woman. So talk to me about your thoughts on this. Yeah. I mean, I don't agree with banning. Banning is not, that's, that's, that's a strong, mm. a strong notion. I believe they should be able to create another lane for transgenders to compete in. Mm -hmm. um, I do agree. I do agree with the unfair advantage. Um, if you, you know, you know, you have an unfair advantage if you're, you know, especially if you're a former man competing to, you know, change your body and now you're becoming a woman or you identify with a woman now for you to be able to compete because now you have a physical advantage, you know, somewhat of a physical advantage, you know, just because of the structure of the body and, mu and muscle tone. So I, I, I'm not sure how, I don't know if this is the right thing to do, but I know there's something that needs to be thought about in our NCAA. Yeah. And I think, I think the NCAA needs to start working in high school sports needs to start working with their local government to figure out, you know, how are they going to do this? Because obviously it's a big enough audience now, of transgenders that are starting to compete in sports. So now yeah. it's now it's time to start to create different lanes and also explain it. I mean, I think, um, you know, they're just saying, hey, we're not doing transgenders. I think they need to explain it and explain the reason and why they're doing the ban and why, they, why it's, you know, they feel it's unfair and kind of start to have that dialogue and that conversation. I yeah. don't think they're having that, that conversation. I just think people are really jumping, you know, jumping the gun. I, and me personally, I feel that it's unfair. I do right here, Montel Allen. I think it's unfair for a transgender to compete against that sex, uh, yeah. but that's my lens, right? I'm looking at through my lens. I'm not looking at through their lens, and I'm not looking through somebody else's lens. I'm just seeing it from my point of view. And I, we've always said we would welcome someone to come on the show to kind of explain their lens and talk about how they feel about it um, if they oppose that, right? To to kind of give us some conversation around that. Uh, but I, again, I think band is strong. I think they just need to come to the table and figure out a different means for them to have the ability to compete. Cause I would hate for a young person 
just because of their um, sexual orientation preference that they want to change that, mm-hmm. their physical parents they want to change that, that they're banned from playing sports. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I, I don't think that's right either. That's not the right conversation to have either. I think they need to find another lane for them to be able to compete uh, against people that are, you know, against people that are similar or where they do not have that physical advantage in competing in the sport because of the gender change. Got so, you. Got you. It's kind of uh, nice there. You know, uh, I recently had a very similar conversation with some of my extended family about folks who identify as transgender and things of that nature. And you're you're right. You know, this this topic needs to be continually be discussed. This is where we talk about those kinds of things, where we have those awkward conversations. So if anyone out there listening, watching, whatever the case may be, if you are someone or you know someone, please uh, get them in touch. And we'd like to have kind of a, a, a more a more focused conversation with you about this particular topic. I, I agree with you on the statement that I think this is uh, the word ban is, yeah. is, is, is tough, right? That's, that's, that's a, that's a harsh word. And there's no, there's no joke around that. And that's, that seems like forever, forever, forever. forever. Yeah. It, 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 it's funny. You know, they got the fairness woman sports act. Um, yeah. I, I would really love to figure out who wrote that and what perspective they were writing it from. You know what I mean? Um, I, I wanted that, and, and I think that's what's kind of led led to the ban ban of them competing against women. And like I said, I agree with that. But I, I, it should be, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna ban you competing against other women, but we're going to work in towards to create a lane for you guys to compete. You know, or you you not you guys, you people to compete. Yeah. Like you said, I'm sorry, yeah. being I'm being politically incorrect with my speech. Sorry about that. We that, we, like, we that, all that, trying that, to learn. Listen, we all trying yeah, to yeah. learn. Yeah. I'm learning so like, for them to be able to compete. Yeah. Um, so like that doesn't give that unfair advantage. There in this article when I was reading, there's no discussion they're gonna start talking about that or open those conversations up. This is all about, hey, you know you can't do it. So I, I like you said, I think the verbiage is just wrong. Band is wrong, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion. And and it was it was again probably drafted, written down in a vacuum by folks who didn't do exactly what we just not just now said, let's yep. reach out and have this conversation. But for folks who, who aren't reading this or for folks who are going to be listening in, this bill is to become law on August the 1st. Like Montel uh, stated, it's called the Fairness in Women's Sports Act, and it requires that schools designate intercollegiate and interscholastic athletic, uh, athletic teams according to the biological sex of their team members. It defines mm-hmm. biological sex as a sex listed on a person's birth certificate at the time of their birth. So, again, if you progress, come into your own, come into the, the, the state that you, you, you identify as something different than what you were born and, and you now want to be recognized, as, you know, to each their own, but if you want to be mm-hmm. recognized as, as, as something else and you identify as something else and you want to play sports, in uh 18 states yep right now it's not gonna happen and again yep. i think this was created in vacuum it, it wasn't really had that that dialogue there were no committees of, of like-minded folks talking about it so this, this needs to be talked about a little bit more and we, we need to get some some subject matter experts around to talk about this this remind this this right here like you said created in the vacuum this reminds me of bitter a bitter parent Mm. Or bitter, a bitter parent writing this act. Yeah, you know, someone to see that they're either they see their daughter possibly comp- competing against a transgender, or a transgender can, can, you know comp- can probably you know uh, compete against somebody either college or high school or the various sports or something, and they want to nip it in the before before it even happens. Yeah, you know, I think this is something. This is similar to kind of like, you know, they're, they're trying to they just not having the conversations, and I think. This isn't back in 1960s, right, where they would just implement bans and laws without having discussions. I think now that we're here in the 2020s, this thing needs to be discussed and, and table for conversation. And yes, I do believe, no, they shouldn't be able to compete against women, but you can't isolate them out either. You know what I mean? Where at the end of the day, we're human beings, regardless of what you identify with, but you can't isolate them either. So what is the medium and what's the answer? Yeah. They're not and- providing the answer. They're providing to, uh, just a closure of a door and not having anything with it. And I'm surprised that 18 states jumped on it without having that conversation. Yeah. Without, without it being breaking news, right. You know, without it being at the top of uh, the yeah. new news networks, the CNNs, the Foxes, whomever yeah, yeah. It's, it's taking us to, to talk about it. And remember it's talking about high school as well as college. 
So now we're talking about a big gap. What if you're in high school, you know, um, mm-hmm. and you're able to compete all the way, and then you get to college, and then you want to change, well, like the personal swimmer. Think about this. Too. So these these ages, what what else are we talking about from a competition perspective? We talk yeah. about every four years. We talking about the Olympics, right? We yeah. we talking about the, these phenomenal athletes who now want to who you know had, who grew up wanting to go out and represent their country, and and, and now. 18 states are saying, listen, you, you can't play over here. You need to play somewhere else. But, and you've grown up all of your life wanting to go to Beijing, Vancouver, wh- wherever the Olympics are. And those, those hopes and dreams are now starting to get shattered. For, for well, the, thing, the, thing is, the, the thing is, you have to compromise yourself now. If, you, if, you're, if, you're, having a, if you're having that identity crisis where you want yeah. to change it to a woman, you have to compromise yourself. If you want to still do the sports you love, right? That's basically what it's saying. Because if I'm, a, I mean, let's look, let's, let's look, look at Bruce Jenner now, Caitlyn Jenner. You know, if he, he wouldn't be able to do that now. He wouldn't be able to change himself to Caitlyn Jenner and compete. Yeah. And we already know he's an elite athlete, elite male athlete. He was an elite athlete, period. You know, regardless. So and and Caitlyn Jenner is in alignment, being opposed to. Transgender yes, athletes yes. competing with against uh, so, female, yeah, yeah, right. So he, he, I, I he's, that. he's know, within that, that realm of conversation as well. Hey, uh, Jim, I, I just I just approved your comment. I think YouTube thought it was something crazy, so I just approved. I'm not sure why it hasn't popped up on the screen, but I got you, brother. I'm not, oh. I'm not blocking. You. Oh yeah, yeah, but but I'm saying it's it's it's, it's you have to uh, you have to kind of you're going to be in a conflict now. I think the people that are in that in that lane of being transgender, yeah, if you want to play sports. You have to compromise who you really want to become or who you want to identify with in order to continue to play your sport, yeah. right? It compete at the high school, college level. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's right. So there's two lanes in this thing that I feel. I feel it's wrong for a transgender to compete against that sex. You know, if you're male to female, female to male to compete against that of the sex. And I feel it's wrong that they can not allow to compete at all. So there, ha- there has to be somewhere along the line where they can fix this. You know, maybe like, and we discussed it before. Maybe transgenders compete against other transgenders, you know, in their sport. That That's just, they, to, to me, I mean, just saying, that just doesn't seem, uh, it doesn't sound, right, it it sound right. And and I, I don't, I don't know. I, well, unless it's co-ed. I mean, we talk, talk about. That, that's, that makes sense. Now that, that I can get down with. That I can get so down with. We, yeah. we, we can figure that out. I mean, it's funny. And I was thinking about it, man, as we were talking about it. It's funny when we're young, right? When you're five years old, you, they play co-ed soccer, right? Yeah. When you're in high school, when you're in high school and you're competing in PE, it's co-ed softball and it's co-ed kickball and it's co-ed volleyball. Um, well, why don't we set the boundaries where there's co-ed opportunities for them to compete at at the high school level and at the collegiate level, so they don't feel isolated, right? Yeah. You can't you can't compete in a strictly if you're a, for, a former male wanting to be female, you can't compete strictly with the women, but you can't go compete in the co-ed and kind of compete in that lane. So I, I mean. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't have the answer. I'm this was this, like this is tough, answer. right? We this, this yeah, is definitely yeah. a tough conversation. Like, like, yeah, I can't pretend I have an answer. Yeah, but I already know I would be opposed if a transgender was competing against my daughter, right? And they had an unfair advantage. Yeah, you know, physical advantage over my daughter. She was working really hard for her sport, and then all of a sudden, you know, someone comes in with an unfair physical advantage because they used to be a male, and then take her job or beat her in something that she worked really, really hard at. I would have a problem with that. Yeah. That's maybe that's just my personal problem, but I know I would have an issue with it. Well, a, um, a lot of the what? outspoken parents who have, have said something online have, have said it, stated exactly the same thing, right? They they yeah. said that they have a uh, uh, some hesitation and they would have an issue with uh, kind of a commingling of the of the competition. So I, mm-hmm. I think co co-ed just sounds right. Put us in, in yeah, but, those rooms. Let us make these decisions, yeah. man. You know, we, yeah, we yeah, can make yeah. these things happen. That's the open for discussion, right? That's the discussion we should be having. Like, okay, well, if we're not going to do this, let's have a co-ed type of competition with them being able to participate in these sports. Um, I do believe, though, I do believe, not only do I believe, like, I would have a problem, like I said, someone competing against my daughter. I also have a problem with them banning. I do. I have a problem with them saying you can't compete no more just because, you know, you 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 know you want to be a transgender. That's also not the right answer either. So yeah. I'm not quite sure, man, what those discussions they have behind those closed doors, but whatever it is, I don't feel what they're saying right now, and especially in that verbiage in that article, that's not right either. Yeah. So yeah, uh, the first be- pass is definitely that that pro- that draft should not have been should not have come yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. We gonna jump that on. Is, 
We gonna jump. Yeah, they, they can't be no forever bylaws. They need to be in a man. Back that needs to be written in number two pencil for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think doing some different things, but I mean, all in all, that man, I, I mean, like I said, I think um, we got to see it some, between some different lanes, and then also who's on that board and who's on that committee. Yep. Like, is it really well represented? Yep. On that committee, like I, right there, I just, all I saw was the, the the man, the gentleman that was on the picture. But I would love to know who's on that board and who's on that committee making those decisions. And is there a transgender person on that committee to be able to give them recommendations on what their next steps should be instead of just banning these kids? Yeah, I don't think yeah, this, this, this is the this is the this is the the Democratic governor of Louisiana yeah. who who made no moves to halt this. So that that that's who this gentleman is. I, I want to get to this comment. Shouts out to me. See you, Doug. Man, thank you for joining. But he says they can still try out for the men's team. It just bars transgender women from competing against biological women. Now, there's an issue with that statement. Thank you for the comment, man. But why would you want to try out if you can't compete? Why, 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 why just go to practice when, when, when you can't actually suit up and actually get out there and go for a medal, go for a ribbon, go for whatever? I, I, I think that's a generic statement. Yeah. Because... You got to look at the other end. Let's say they say, okay, they could try out for the men's squad. Now they're being, now they're going through the transgender process and they're going to try out for the men's squad. And now they're competing with men in the transgender's body and the mm. transgender makeup. Mm. We got to be real with ourselves. They will be ostracized by ignorant people. Yeah. They will be commented, yeah. torn down everything about from people, from the stands to other people they compete against, just because they don't understand what that person is going through. Okay. So trying it out is cool. And even they make the team, that may be cool that they can account, achieve that accomplishment. But we got to look on the social impact part of that. What's going to happen is you're going to get a lot of ignorant people going at those people. And that's a lot to take on for someone. Be, going through the transition. Yeah, process, no, that, that's a good point. That's a very good point. In that, in that sport, man, sports is the, probably the most radical, racial. <laughs> divisive yeah. yeah and especially yeah, yeah, yeah. look we 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 real we calm about our collegiate sports and our high school sports here on the west coast well, yeah look if, if y'all never been to texas if y'all never been to the east coast it's the real deal out, out there yeah. high school and and amateur sports is uh no joke it's more important yeah. than professional sports at times think about it yeah i mean and i can't just imagine how that person will be able to react under that scrutiny yeah. Yeah. Try to compete in their same sex sport when they're trying to change their sex. Does that, that, that I hope that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that so that I think that's even more difficult. Like saying I can't play sports or saying, hey, you know what, you gotta go play co-ed. Yeah, you gotta go play someplace else. Man, that just the, the weight of that on on a young person's mind and psyche and you know, just so, social uh acceptance that and yes, draw, drawing more attention to them than they they want to, and they're just trying to be themselves. Right? They just yeah. want to compete. They just want to play. This is who I am. Let let me let me play. Uh, you no, know, in sport in sports that that that, that, that you hit it right on there. That won't be just let me. Yeah. There yeah. there won't be that. Yeah. When you're trying to do that, so I think that sounds good on paper. That that comment sounds great on paper. Mm -hmm. It sounds good in theory, but in reality, that doesn't work. That does not work. I mean, let, let's let's go back to Caitlyn Jenner. How much scrutiny did did he did he did she get when she changed her sex? Yeah, I remember social blogs were calling people were calling out her name. Rap songs were talking about her. Yeah, it, it, it was tough out here in these streets for for Caitlyn. Yeah, yeah. It took us. It took us. Even now, I don't even think I don't think she's fully accepted now. But it take it's taking just now to, for her to be tolerable. To a lot of people, like True. they 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 just don't say anything about it anymore. That's yeah. what I mean by tolerable. Yeah, I would say accepted. That's a tough thing. You're asking a person to go compete under lights, under yeah. in front of people <laughs> in that process. I, no, I don't think. Man, I just don't think. I don't think it'll be. A, and then especially you think about it, if you start winning, right? yeah, <laughs> and then, oh then you got all kind of folks, all kind of scrutiny. Yeah, and you no matter how to start winning, if you start winning. Yeah, yeah. If you start winning. It's even the worst. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, true. I mean, man, I don't, I just, I just I, like I said, I don't, I do not have the answer. This is a tough one, man. I don't have the answer. <laughs> I don't know what the answer could possibly be, but I do know, I do know, you know, two wrongs in this case are making it right. Yeah. You know, banning them is not making them right and, you know, and, and, and preventing them 
to compete is not right either. So I'm not, I'm not quite sure. This just needs to be rewritten and kind of back to the table and, and get some other lenses and get some actually some people talking about it so they can make the change. Like right now, it's going under the table like some of those laws they do all the time. They sign bills that go under the table that we don't really know about. We, we barely read. This is one of them, I think, that needs to be really brought to the forefront of people need to start talking about it so they can start to make the change in the beginning and get it right from the beginning, not in the end. Wow. So we, we have championed, while you're talking, I said we have championed NIL. We have championed uh, Brittany Griner. Mm -hmm. we, we've championed mental health. I think this should be one of the next one that we make sure doesn't get swept under the rug because it's not going anywhere. No, right. We, no. And, and the conversation is continuing to evolve. I think it's going to get louder as schools get back into session. Cause right now everybody's out, but then like I mm -hmm. say, every, every three years we start talking about the Olympics and then these high school collegiate athletes who are probably pretty good are, mm -hmm. have desires and hopes and goals of competing for their country. So it's going to come up then because and then you've got the Olympic committee who has to make that decision, right? They didn't make, they haven't made yep. a decision yet about the other individual that we talked about a few weeks ago. I can't unfortunately remember the name, but so, so we'll, we'll, we'll see if we can, we can, we can rally the troops and get some folks. We talk about this a little bit more. We can, we going to get into it around here. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think somebody's going to pick it up and talk about it. Like, like we did. And like, we saw the article and we put, well, you know, you, you know, after they, after they listen to our show, ESPN is always going to pick it up. I'm, you know, they, they be, they be biting, man. ESPN sports radio, we be, be taking our stories. Oh, and I'm, I got problems with that. I'm not bitter. Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. If they they want to they want to start to tackle the social impact story like we do. Hey, and what they say, uh, imitation is the best form of flattery. So go ahead and keep imitating. But but I do. But like I said, man, like you said, the story's not going anywhere. I think we did. We definitely really need to channel some more efforts towards it to kind of get, like I said, get it right from the beginning. I hate when we have to go back and correct things when we could have easily had the conversation to correct it. Um, and I just think they need to start looking at through just another lens to figure out another lane to create mm. um, for them. Like we do for everything else. We create other lanes for other things that go on. We need to figure out how to create another lane just because they're at the bottom line, the human beings that they just want to play a sport. You know, if you think about it, it's just another kid that just wants to play a sport, regardless of what they identify with. They just, just trying to, just trying to lace them up. Coach, put me in coach. Yeah. That, that, that's all. Yeah. We're just trying to put, put them in. So, all right. I tell now, you what, I'm, sure, I'm, sure we, I'm sure we can bring some light to it, but let's, let's move on. Man. Yeah. Let's, let's move. So, Couple of stories that you weren't aware of, but I just want to get your reaction to, and also the uh, community's reaction to them. Uh, you you watch golf much? A little bit, not too much, but I watch a little bit. Okay, you know golf. Not very golf good. Golf is in the news right now, and and it's not necessarily it's not just Tiger. There there is a new tournament that has been new inv invitational series that's been launched called the LIV. Uh, mm -hmm. It's not here. It's not part of the PGA. The LIV Golf Invitational is actually overseas. It's funded by the Saudi Arabian government. Yeah. The golfers that have decided to compete within the LIV series, LIV is the Roman numeral for 54. There's 54 uh, matches within this invitational series. Those golfers are no longer part of the PGA. They have been banned. Huh. Use that word again. They, they have been kicked out of the PGA. So they can no longer compete with the Rory McIlroy's, the Tiger Woods, folks that mm -hmm. decided to stay with PGA. Who These folks were offered millions and millions of dollars to leave the PGA and go compete in the Saudi Arabian government-backed invitational, but they turned it down. I believe the, the story was the Tiger was offered close to a billion dollars. And he said, no, nah, it's not for me. Challenge is Phil Mickelson. A lot of people know his name, right? Mm -hmm. He moved from the PGA to the LIV. Mm -hmm. uh, Dustin Johnson, a lot of people know his name. He moved from the PGA to the LIV. Uh, what's his name? Sergio Gomez. I, I, I forgot his last was a lot of prominently named and known golfers have decided to follow the money for the most part. That's what this story is saying right here. Rory McIlroy just, just won a couple of days ago. And he's saying, look, I, I didn't go over there messing around because this is following money that's backed by the Saudi Arabian government. I'm a traditionalist. I'm staying with the uh, PGA because that's just where 
the history is. That's where the Arnold Palmer's is. That's where the Jack Nichols mm-hmm. is. Right. That's where that is. And that's where mm-hmm. I'm trying to build my legacy. Thanks, Doug. Sergio Garcia. Yeah. This, this is becoming a very controversial conversation in the sports world because it's, it seems to be all about the money again. And well, but I mean, okay, let me, let's pause, let me pause you right there. Why is it controversial when it's competitions of elites? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I think this new millennium, this new, this new era of our, this new generations of generation Z, I guess we're in now or yeah. and generation Z, you know, generation Z and Y, they see things completely different than we did. Our tradition is not their tradition anymore. So why, if someone is going to have a, a league that's competing with the, with the PGA and kind of, and, and, and the, the sport is similar, but maybe there's a few different things and the money's there. Why can't, why, why it's so bad, bad to have the choice? I'll tell you, I t- I'll tell you what the, what the issue is, which seemingly it apparently is what the issue is. Statement right here. The fact that it's backed by the Saudi Arabian government. And we know that the Saudi, listen, come on, I'm going to go ahead and get political, right? We know that the Saudi Arabian government has been accused of uh, crimes against humanity and things of that nature. So that's the case right there for a lot of disdain for this. But well, I'm just kind of telling the story, right? I'm telling the story. I'm not necessarily giving my, but I'm telling you the story of what's going on behind it. Well, how hypocritical is that? United States does the same thing. Go, come on now. Come on. Listen, I told you I'm pulling off the scale. I just want to have these conversations. Come on. Yeah, yeah, we're not, we're not, you mean to tell me what they did to those Haitians at the border wasn't humane? Was come, come on, come on. You mean to mean, you mean that sometimes somebody deports some of these people that come over this country to make a better life for themselves isn't inhumane? You mean to tell you what we did in Vietnam wasn't inhumane? We do inhumane things is just swell. We may not do sweatshops and stuff like that to children or anything, but we don't, we're not, this, we're not innocent by any stretch of imagination. So money is money. Green is green. Money is money. Yeah, if you, you can work for anybody you want, if you yeah. want to get paid, unfortunately, you may not agree with what they're doing on the, on the big end or what they've done or what they've been accused of, but if they want to get their money and go get it on, I don't see any problem with it within the sport. Now, my, my only question with them on LIV is where they got to play. Do they always have to play in Saudi Arabia or do they get to play in some of the courses here in the United States? And I believe if the money's okay and the money's right. I'm quite sure Tory Pines is going to be open to whoever's playing. <laughs> they they are playing. They are playing here in in the U.S. at a, at a number of of courses. Yeah, I, I've got the list as well. But see, that's the conversation that I wanted to have, right? Because it's very yeah. slanted so far in the news, and 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 this is, again is something that folks were probably going to be talking about around the water cooler. Uh, I'm hearing that Phil Mickelson, and I'm hearing that Greg Norman, and I'm hearing that all these big name folks that you hear and you see on commercials are no longer part of the PEG, PGA. Why? Cause they went and played for the LIV golf tournament. Yep. And like Doug is saying, listen, man, the players want that, want that guaranteed money. And it's, it's grown folks money. It's they were yep. already getting good money that now it's grown folks money. But yeah, this statement right here, the PGA has held tournaments in Saudi Arabia before they only mad because they lost the big names period. But this is the conversation that I wanted to have, right? Because again, you, you're going to hear about it on left, right and center news, eight news, the outlets. But here, that that's the statement right there that I, that I wanted to actually come out. It's it's yep. it's not a bad thing to be following that money if you're taking care of your no. family. You made that decision consciously as a Phil Mickelson and as a yeah, well, Dustin Johnson to to lead the PGA. Back, I want to go back to your comment. What you said because yeah. of what Saudi Arabia has supposedly been accused of about inhumane acts. Yeah, and I want to make an analogy. Do people still work for the Minnesota Police Department? All day, every day. Did they just commit a did they just commit a, a, a human an act on, on a young man? I don't know, not what, maybe not even a year ago? Go. Go. Keep talking. Go ahead. Go ahead. So 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 yeah. tell me tell me what the difference is them saying, hey, I'm gonna go work for a company that's maybe been accusing of a human an act, but they're going to pay me the money that I'm worth. So that I, people need to get off that high more that, that high moral stepping stool and judging judging everyone and let this let this let this generation kind of do what they want to do and i agree pga is just upset because they're starting to lose big names because saudi arabia is backing that money of what they got yeah and there's nothing wrong with that i i believe there's nothing wrong in the spirit of competition um when it especially comes to professional leagues like that i think it, i like it even better because that now is an expense more young people to become more professionals and now and that opens that door for more people to be able to get in that level and get in that competition and make money 
if that is your profession. There is nothing wrong so, with competition. There, there, there you go right there. there, there I feel like there is nothing wrong with competition. And and these players are, listen, Mickelson's, I don't know, he's, he's an old cat. He's, up my, you know, my age, 50, 60, whatever. He, he knows what he's doing. He made the conscious decision to say, listen, I know if I go over here, I'm going to have to leave this one behind. He said, I, I hope it's not that way. I'm paraphrasing a, an interview that he did a couple of days ago. Um, I would hope that the PGA would allow us to still play eventually down the road. But for me yeah. in my house right now, it's time to go. Yeah. I'm going to go over here and do this thing right here and, and get this uh, LIV money. Yeah, man. This, you this, can, this, you, this, you this, cannot be mad at, at these at these men for doing that. You can't be mad. You at cannot them. be. You can't be mad at them. And yeah. you can't. That state, like I said, that statement, actually, that statement pissed me off, man, that you highlighted. That's not, that's so unfair to be critical of the people that are mm-hmm. paying the dollar. And this is, you know, this is right out of, this is right out of Golf Digest, too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, right. it's uh, no, see, so again, you, you understand. Wait, 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 wait. Right, let me say that. Who's Golf Digest's biggest, biggest sponsor or biggest storyteller is PGA. So, yes. of course, <laughs> they're going to say <laughs> negative things about, what, you know, who's bought up by it. The Saudi Arabia government does this and does that and does this. Man, political views aside, because, you know, they're probably one, they probably done some crazy things that we don't agree with and all that stuff. But we're talking about just the business of golf. In the business of golf, I think it's okay to go compete at LIB. Now, don't get me wrong. I know, you know, we, we, years ago we did a apartheid against uh, Pepsi because they were supporting South Africa, right? And the things that were going on over mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. But people still drank Pepsi, still going on with Pepsi and all that stuff. We brought awareness. I think this is a, this is even a more platform to bring awareness to what Saudi Arabia is doing and, and clean it up. You know, if we're going to use that round, this is a place we can bring more awareness to if they're doing some wrongdoings to kind of clean it up and help them to do better. But to to, to knock these men for going to compete in that league just because it's, it's backed by Saudi Arabia, I'm sure a lot of things we do is backed by some companies <laughs> over layers and layers that we do not agree with. Yeah. We buy products every day that's, that's got something bad behind it, you know, in the forefront. Every single day. Jeans. Every single day. How many people wore jeans? How many people out there wear Levi jeans? Levi jeans was corrupt in South Africa for years. Still do. They still pour their chemicals in there and they're running more. I don't see nobody stop wearing jeans. There's nobody protesting saying we don't want to wear jeans no more. God. So wh- why are we getting this, this political value? Why does it become a political issue now? Because our professors want to jump and go play in that league. I think there's where they're wrong in that article and saying that. Um, you want my opinion? I have no problem with them going there and play. Go get your money. Mm-hmm. Go do what you're going to do. If you ain't hurt nobody and you're doing okay, and you can bring some awareness to, to correct some wrong, I'm all for it, 100%. See, folks, yep. See, Montel knows. I find some of these stories sometimes just to, like I say, throw some salt in, in, in wounds to have that conversation. 80% of the time, he and I agree on, on, on what we're talking about, but this dialogue needs to happen and needed to happen. It's, it's pretty cool to even see that a lot of folks in the community in the comments right now kind of kind of agree with us right now. What Doug is saying, PGA should have just be quiet. Mm-hmm. They just given free publicity to this new competition. And, and that and that's what it is. But um, a lot of folks are interested in golf. A lot of folks, there's a lot of money that's tied up in golf. So that, that's really why I wanted to have this conversation yep. because listen, this, this when you start going to the U.S. Open, when you start going to the Masters and you start going to those competitions and you're like, well, where's, where, you know, where's Sergio? Where's Dustin? Where's Phil? Yeah. Right. So, so that, that's when it's going to come out and it may be an even more convoluted conversation. So listen, team, no, so yeah. we getting in front of him. We talking about it right now. You know now. what would be interesting now? I would yeah. be very interested to see if, if the Saudi Arabians, what sponsorships they have, right? Mm. Like what sponsorships do they bring to the forefront? Because let's be perfectly honest, if they're going to start the golfing over here in the U.S. in these big venues, I'm sure at some point they're going to pick up some TV time because these are just well-known professional yeah. golfers that bring that attract. So once yeah. they start getting that TV time, it, I would be interested to see what kind of sponsors they get. Now, if that sponsorship starts becoming equal to what PGA does, then PGA, PGA, I mean PGA got some problems. They 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 know at that point we, we got to change something. This has got to change. Um, if they don't. It may be, I don't know how much, I mean, I know Saudi Arabia has money, but at some point, it, the well, they won't make, they won't make money if they don't get the sponsorships, obviously, in the long run. You have to start getting sponsorships in order for it to keep regenerating money. That's how they get their contracts and all this thing. Uh, that's the part I'm more interested in than anything. The beginning back of the money, Saudi Arabia got that all day. Yeah. But can LIB, long, as long as PG&A 
has lasted because PGA has sponsorships for for you know ten centuries. Yeah. Had, well, well, I I don't know. I don't think that's going to be an issue because yeah, as you mentioned, the Saudi Arabian government has boatloads of money that you know just just money like it's nobody's business. But this guy right here, folks in the golf world know who this guy is. Great Australian golfer, Greg Norman. Greg Norman is the CEO mm-hmm. of LIV. So oh, he's at the, he's at the head of it. He's the one doing all the recruiting. He's the one, right. He, he carries the clout and, and it's, it's, was able to tell someone like a, like a Phil Mickelson, come on over here and hang out with us, get this money. Hey, Sergio, come on over here and get this money. He couldn't convince Tiger, couldn't convince yeah. Rory. So a couple, couple of folks, but in, in terms of sponsorships, endorsements, you get, you got some some high powered yeah, names yeah, get, at the top yeah, of the list, so yeah. so it's it's going to happen. It's just going to be kind of interesting to see as it all starts uh, I, all starts going. I up. love it, man. I think I think it's great, man. I, I wish it would it would it would be the kind of like the oversight of boxing. You know how boxing has the WPO, the WBA, and the yeah. WC, and yeah. the sanctions arenas. It would be great if golf had that. You know, they're part of the LIV, they're part of the PGA, but they can also cross pollinate. As they play against each other or cross pollinate and tournaments. Cross pollinate. Come on now. Or even you know, or even you know, versus like LIB versus PGA in the golf Man, huh? They're not ready for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They just I mean, right now I think this PGA is bitter. But I think, you know, I think as I say, you gotta either you have to either be opposed of it or you gotta come start to embrace it. And I I I know football, so I can go back to football. The USFL failed, right? When they try to compete against the NFL. Yeah. They failed but they couldn't compete. Um, Dwayne Johnson's very smart. He's bringing the XFL because XFL failed too when they tried to compete with the NFL. Because mm-hmm. they were kind of combative. What Dwayne Johnson did with the XFL says, hey, you know what? I want to embrace the NFL. I want to be your feeder. I want to be kind of your baby brother. I want to just be able to provide another outlet for more for more athletes. And now it's working. Yeah. You know, he's a guy that's been able to bring this. It's going to work because the NFL is going to endorse him. A PGA would just endorse the LIB and kind of start them in that partnership. I think they can make more money than they can ever imagine mm-hmm. instead of the PGA just losing money. Yeah, right. They they uh, <laughs> they they sitting with their tail between their legs right now and and just yeah. uh, disappointed that they losing some big names. So they they yeah. they just gonna go pout in the corner right now. We'll see, we'll see it all fleshes out. But that's kind of how PGA officials are are responding right now to competition. Mm-hmm. Wow! Yeah. Oh, wow! <laughs> You the only game in town. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll move on, but I wanted to bring that up because again, that that, that had some controversy for a subset of the sports world, and it's going to grow. It's it, it's going to get a little, a little more loud loud as as well as we move on. Let me let me see. I'm trying to do some things. I'm trying to raise the production level. Let's see what happens if I do this. Can you hear that? Nope, I can't hear. Oh Excellent. man, you can't, can't hear. Oh, all right. Let me That's let me. So they can hear. They might be able to hear. I don't know. Hey, can y'all? No, I, I see it's it's not playing through my system audio. Okay, I'll fix that. Trying trying to raise production level all the time, man. <laughs> right? I'm always trying to try to step it up one more time. Listen, you you mentioned boxing. Yes. Uh, always some news in boxing. No one's necessarily throwing them blows right now, but uh, Floyd Mayweather. Mm-hmm. Wow, money yeah. Mayweather. He yes. wants to he wants to take some of them suitcases of money and uh, invest. And become an owner, either yeah. primary or secondary. Just, just put, look, put his name on the dotted line of an NBA team. What is that all about? What, what, what's your I thoughts think- on someone like a Floyd Mayweather uh, crossing sports genres? You know, crossing from boxing and, and going into NBA as a as a primary or maybe he, even a minority owner. He's a big fan of the NBA. He yeah. has the money to. To get into to get into ownership, I think it's a great opportunity for for him. I think he I think he mentioned this at the right time because the NBA is talking about they may possibly expand in the next in the next couple of years. Yeah, and I know and Las Vegas is one of the places they're talking about expanding to yeah. as a team. Why not Floyd Mayweather, the biggest draw in Las Vegas boxing history, not have have an opportunity to get get a piece of that pie and be a part of that team and be a part of that ownership. Um. And for him to, for, to let his money go, you know, go longer than it's, been, than it's going right now. I think it's a great opportunity, man. I think uh, um, cross-pollinating sports is not nothing new. Yeah. We talked about Patrick Mahomes last week. He owns the Bay, he owns Kansas City Royals. There's nothing wrong with that if you own another sport. Um, I think it only becomes tainted if you if you buy 
in your sport that you're playing because then you can have some type of outcome control, you know, with that thing. But if you're purchasing in another sport, um, I have no problem with it. I, I, I wish Floyd the best, but I think this is these are great talks he's getting involved with. I think he's, like you said, he's putting his money where his mouth at the right time. So talking about expansion uh, and possibly buying an existing team. And he's a fan of the sport. What, what, what better person to endorse the sport than, uh, you, know, the, you know, one of the greatest boxers ever? He already knows about marketing. He's done it all of his life. Um, that's that's you know. where I was going to go, right? If yeah, anyone yeah. can be an ambassador and get out there and talk about and, and, and advertise and market, I think Floyd, even more because Shaq owned part of the Kings here, right? But he, he yep. really wasn't as vocal. He really, look, Shaq does his thing and he's fantastic at what he does. But Matt, just to be able to raise the level of conversation, e even though the NBA is, the, is one of the biggest games in town, period. But someone like a Money Mayweather out there talking about owning a team, do, doing whatever, that, that just seems to raise that marketability. I, first time I read this story, I initially thought about what we talk about of combining and doing something with WNBA. He, he could be someone that could sit in that room and say, listen, let's really go out here and make this money. Let's really go out here and make this entertaining. Because I, I look at Floyd, honestly, less as an athlete, even though he's a phenomenal athlete, but I look at him as an entertainer, right? He knows business. He, he knows how to bring people and put people in seats, and he knows how to make people spend that money. So he is someone that could actually, if he's got the keys to the, the conference room, he could actually make something like that happen of, of uh, raising the visibility to WNBA and doing something with, uh, you know, flailing. He could be the um, Deion Sanders, <laughs> right? He, he could be the next Deion Sanders. I don't see that. I see, I see him more of, um, like you said, I think he's an expert in definitely marketing, marketing himself. And I think he could market things that he, he owns and he wants to be a part of. Mm -hmm. I think he's a master, a master of that. I think the fact that he's a big fan will add a lot, a lot, a lot because he'll be at games. People will be able to see him. He's, he's accessible as far as visually seeing him at the court side of games and all that stuff, where, wherever he would own. I believe that, um, I, I think people don't realize, I think Floyd Mayweather has a heavy voice in the sports yeah. world yeah. for what he's accomplished. You know, people know he came, he came from pretty much nothing. You know, his uncle and his dad was boxed, but he rose to make a superstar you know, way above, above them to be able to be in the position that he's in right now, owning his own production company with boxing. I think he, he can bring so much to the table, you know, from his boxing experience over to, I think, basketball as far as marketing and how we should do things and what we should, what could be the entertainment factor. I think he will be hugely, hugely valued in those, in those, in those lanes. Um, and the fact that he's, like I said, he, he has the money to do it. Why not? I mean, why not? Green is green. It doesn't matter, you know, if if he has the money, he can do green it. Green is green. Go ahead. <laughs> when I give an opportunity to be a part of it or be a part of a buying group to be able to get in. Also, I think Floyd's connections within the hip-hop community will bring another draw. You know what I mean? He'll have a lot of support because he has a lot of support from, from other, other entities within the hip-hop community to want to support his team and support what he's trying to do and be a part of what he's doing. He'll have the boxing community buying into what he's trying to do and be a part of what he's doing. So he has a lot of guys and people that will be in his corner as he, if he gets the opportunity to be in it to be successful. So I think it's 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 great. I think it's a great news, man. And, and you know, the opportunity to be an owner, man, is always good. Yeah. You know, you're a business man, it's always a good thing. <laughs> you know, congratulations to the man if he can if he's able to pull it off. I, I think it I think it would happen. If if anyone can do it, um Floyd is boisterous enough to make it happen. He's got enough, he walks around with enough cash in his suitcase, in his suitcases and, and you know, in the trunks of his car that he can actually uh, make that down payment if necessary. Um, well, and you know, it was crazy. Floyd brings, um, these guys a lot, man. I mean, the, 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 the you know, the, the, uh, the apparel, the cars, you know, yeah. his lifestyle that he lives, that he really, that he really likes to exploit out there, his, his lifestyle is it, something that is very appealing. I think when you want to own a team, right? Because you want to, you want to show that you want to be able to market that you want to be able to put that out there. You want to be able to flash because people are interested in watching that. Mm -hmm. I think his cross, he, he could cross over and do a lot of those things. And like I said, his influence in the hip hop community and the music community and what he's done in boxing and all these other arenas, man, I just think he could bring so much to the table. Um, you know, you know, be a, it'll be a boxing exhibition halftime. <laughs> and he'll be out there suited up too, right? Trying to turn them bows. <laughs> 
Him and Oscar. Him and Oscar De La Hoya. Well, no, we're we not, we mess, not messing around with that. No, no, no. Yeah, we're not messing around with Oscar no more. But look what he's doing. But look what he's doing with his boxing. You know, his boxing company. He's, had, he's got another champion under his stable yeah. with his boxing yeah. team that they're doing and all these different things. Man, I think he's just really, he's really got a pizzazz for doing those types of things. But also depends what market he gets into. Where does he go? True. If he goes to Vegas and he gets one of the expansion teams, it'll be great fit. Yeah. I don't think he'll do so great if he owns the Indiana Pacers. Nice. You know, it's got. I, I, I couldn't see. I, I honestly, yeah, you, you're right. I, I, I didn't even think that. Wade, Dwayne Wade, where, what does he own? Utah, Utah. Mm, I, I, I could have seen Dwayne. Listen, I, I get. I, I'm not in those conversations with him and his wife, but so you know, Utah Jazz and Dwayne Wade don't seem to match as much as you know. Maybe him well, trying to get a little piece of Miami or, or whatever, but. but, but I disagree with you because I think if you look at the bigger picture, remember when you get into ownership, it's all profit sharing, right? Who sells out their stadiums? Who sells memorabilia? Utah Jazz owns all of Salt Lake City. They sell out every game. Well, because there's nothing to do in Utah. I've been there. I know that. I've, I've, been, I mean, I've been there too. But <laughs> you're talking, nothing going you're talking on from a standpoint. But you're talking from a fan standpoint. From a business standpoint. I am. Okay. No, I am. You're right. It makes it makes all the sense in the world to own the yeah. Utah Jazz. We're going to sell out every game, whether we win, lose, or draw. I remember Billy's going to sell every year, and I'm going to get a big old check at the end of the year from my next See, that, that's so, why like, I don't have the Dwayne Wade money. See that? There you go. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. making decisions like I'm just, you know, down in the 200 section, and he he on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the floor, Minnesota. I think business-wise, it's a great, it's a great investment. Yeah. I think Shaq's was a great investment for Sacramento Kings because, like I said, Sacramento Kings have sold out for the last 30 years. Okay, I could care less if they win, lose, or draw. Yeah. My paycheck's coming at the end of the day because they're going to sell out every game, and they get every village is going to sell. That's all I care about. Now, it's a bonus if they make the playoffs and if they're winning, but if they sure. don't win, I'm still making money whether they win, lose, or draw. It's a great investment anywhere around. So that's the business one on one of sports, everybody. So there, there it is, right you can't there. Think as a fan, you got to think as a business person. Professor Allen is in the building. You know, make, make, make sure you give the teacher, you know, some kudos if, if, if you want that plus on your report card. Because right now, you just got to be minus. You want to be plus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, if you want to be plus, you're going to have to subscribe to the channel. There. Come on now. Do, do what you need to do. Um, Absolutely. Floyd Medweather is talking about possibly owning a sports team. That's good stuff. That's that's good news, mm -hmm. right? I mean, that that's that's commendable. But we, we got another story. Um. Yeah. We we got someone who actually signed on a dotted line and now owns the team. Yeah. Let's yeah. let's let's go ahead and get these flowers to Miss Melody Hobson, first black female yeah. owner in all of NFL history, who is part owner of them Denver Broncos. Come on now. Uh, you know, uh, let's just let, let, let that marinate right there. Just, just for a minute right there. Yeah. <laughs> Melody Hobson is in that room at the table. That's, that's just a power move, man. I'm, 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 in, I'm happy. Um, I'm happy that she's a part of that, by that group that bought it. Um, I don't know how much say she has, you know, as far as the owner and she's a minority, minority share owner. She's going to be one of the ones to be in that meetings and figuring out rules and regulations and talking about you know, all that other good stuff with the NFL PA. But the fact that no matter that she kicked her foot, her foot is the first one in the door. Yeah. Hopefully it's going to open up doors for other ones to get in. And uh, so a big power move for her and her, her business partners who bought in. Um, and I hope she opens, continues to open doors. I hope she does use her, her platform now that she's at to use her voice to kind of make things happen and change, you know, where there needs to be corrections in the NFL. Crack the door open for other folks, right? Because Goodell, yes. you know, he, he can make this statement, and I'm highlighting it right now, right? Uh, Commissioner Goodell stated that he wanted the next ownership group to have some minority representation throughout the whole bidding process for the franchise. Okay. we got. He, he says a lot of things, and, and you can take some of it with a grain of salt, but, you know, Goodell said that, and, and now we have Ms. Ms. Hobson. I yeah, think she's, she's, not the, she's not the first black owner or female owner because the Serena Williams didn't own a piece of the Dolphins. Savina, Serena, yes. they, they, they own a minority stake in the Dolphins. Correct. That yes. is true. But the role that Ms. Hobson is going to have, I think is going to be much more vocal for the, you asked the question, do you think that she's going to be at that table making decisions? I think because of her household that she will be, you know who her husband is? No, I do not. Let me show you her husband. 
Oh, my man, uh, the, the director dude, the movie guy, right? George, George Lucas, the creator of Star Wars. Star Wars. So that's a powerhouse right there. <laughs> right. Yes. So they they get things done. They 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 make big money moves. That's that's like Oprah Winfrey, right? That's so that that's, that's who, who she's that's sitting across the table from at, at the house. Yeah. Ellie Hobson is going to make some things happen in the NFL at the Denver Broncos organization. She's going to crack the door open for other folks. I I truly believe that this is nothing but greatness for everyone who wants to have a say. Right. And wants to have an opportunity. So, yeah. So that's who she's sitting across the, the dining room table from right there. The man who created Star Wars. So shouts out to Millie yeah, Hodge. I, I think, yeah, man, I, like I said, I, I hope she's able to make that impact. I would love to see where she's at and be able to give her perspective in those meetings. You know, we all know the NFL has a lot of cleanup to do in the background. Yeah. Um, And hopefully she could be she could spearhead that not only for African-Americans, but also women you know, who want to get into the profession of being in the in administrative roles or who wants to be in the ownership role and management roles and GM roles in the, in the NFL, um, which, you know, that's far few in between. Um, I believe she can kick down a lot of doors with that. But you know what? Proof is in the pudding that has to start in-house. I want to see yeah. what she does with her organization first before we see, you know, her being to spread her wings out into all of them. Because the bottom line, she's one in a room of, of, of 20 or 30 other men or 30 yes. other yeah. men. And one's another minority, which is the Jacksonville owner, which he's, he's I'm not quite sure what his nationality is, but the rest are, you know, middle-aged or old white men that have been setting their ways for so many years would also want a lot of money. So it's going to be, you know, let's see what happens, kind of what she does in-house, because she has more control of what happens in-house than she does throughout the league first. Correct, correct. So, I, I completely agree with that. And that's one of the reasons why I also stopped on this graphic here on the screen right here. So she's been in those rooms, but she's been in those situations where she's been definitely pinned up against, uh, you know, the, the majority. Mm -hmm. right? As a chairwoman of the board for Starbucks, as the chairman of the board for DreamWorks, for all, all these positions that she's had, she's had to deal with a lot of adversity. Yeah, it's going yeah, to be completely different nope. and chauvinistic, I think, dealing in the National Football League. But yeah, she, she's this been up to, she's, she's been around the block a few times and knows how to handle herself. So, but this is, this is a test. Well, the only argument with you, this is going to be different because the other 29 or 30 people that's in the room yeah. got just as much money as you, as you and your husband does <laughs> and make power moves just like him. Do. So, you know what I'm saying? There's a little bit to it. When she's, you know, one of the when she's one of the most richest and most influential, most powerful women in the room, it does it does speak volumes. Yeah. And it'll speak volumes in the NFL. But those guys in that room are just as just as powerful and just as high, or if not higher, you know, Model, you know, the uh the, the, Yeah, Jerry Jones in there and you know, he got more yeah, money than he, he, he don't even know where half his money is. So Hey, yeah, the Rooney family and all those guys. Yeah. yeah. Hey, they they, you know, they're not they're not going to budge as easily just because she's in the room. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They're not going to be intimidated because she's in the room and, and speaking. Um, but the the fact that she's at the table, that speaks volumes. I'm not going to deny that. But like I said, I want to see how you change in-house because that'll show how you're going to be an influence the other teams outside the house. Wow. Yeah. You've got to go through Good point. That's a good point. We, we will see, but uh, you know, that's that's a good thing to have, though. Yeah. I, I'm just going to say yeah. that's a that's a good thing to have, for sure. Yeah, I gotta get a Bronco. I gotta get some Broncos gear. Just yeah, man, gotta 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 go rock some some Broncos gear. Uh, I don't know that 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 would probably clash with my Steelers gear. So I, I, I'm not sure if that's gonna work. But I'll... now you could just root for when they ain't going against the Steelers. Oh, you good? You good? <laughs> I think I'm actually. I've been I've been invited. Did I tell you this? I've been invited to Steelers game. Uh, in Miami when they played the Dolphins. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I think I, I think I'm a real out there. Someone, someone who I interviewed a few months ago, you know, made, made the offer. I was looking at tickets. I said, okay, I'm, I might be able to make this happen. So, so shouts out to to that colleague and to to that opportunity. I'll I'll let you know, Montel, if I'm I'm up in there in Miami Dolphin Stadium, twirling yeah, my towel. Yeah, yeah. Please let me know, man. I, that's 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 good all the way around, bro. Yeah, that's we'll see. Football. We'll see how that happens. Let's let's go ahead and move. We got I got uh, one more story, and it's kind of a funny story. It's a tail end, so I figure we we do three stories, and listen, it's already been an hour, so I think I think it's right on time. So I'll I'll do just kind of the pause right now for the calls. Uh, oh my God, there it is right there. Listen, every Tuesday six thirty, this is what we do. 
team no sleep 6 30 on the pacific side if you're on the east coast just you know stay up a little bit longer i, I, I know what is it 9 9 30 <laughs> on your time don't, don't worry about it just just stay with us you know maybe the NBA, you know, that. Re replay is cool too stay with us live yeah listen uh I want to also give some shouts out to everyone probably saw Sunday. We did a little something special, special with Mr. Montel Allen. He has kicked off a venture as well. Won't you go ahead and tell these folks what it is about the, uh, straight from the horse's mouth. Oh, oh man, this is, come on. This is something I, uh, I've been working on a little bit. It used to be a zoom call. Now I'm, I'm turning it into a podcast called straight from the horse's mouth. Well, we're cutting out the middle man for information when it pertains to high school football and college football going to the next level. You know, um, we have a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people that give them out for outside influences to give them information that's not accurate. On this show, we're going to have coaches, players, trainers, and so on to interview on here to kind of so they can hear straight from the horse's mouth on how things are happening. So I want to be able to give these student athletes and these athletes the power of no. And that comes straight from the horse's mouth. So that's what the show is all about. So uh, we kicked it off on Sunday with Coach McClure from uh, Southern Utah. He's a linebackers coach there. He was graceful enough to bless us with a lot of gems and everything. And the show is just kind of, I hope it becomes big because I want to continue to kind of make it grow throughout the year and get more and more guests. And if anybody knows anybody out there, I'm ready to go. I want to do actually, I want to go also into basketball and baseball as well, softball and every other sport as well, just to kind of start to get a good idea how those sports work and how people want to take it to the next level. But I'm tired of, I'm tired of uh, misinformation. So let's get it straight from coaches and how to pursue these things. And that way, parents and, and kids can be educated at that point. So that's what the show's all about. Well, at least uh, straight from the horse's mouth. And it, it was, uh, I was sitting in behind the scenes and it, it was dope. It was, it was a good conversation. So um, definitely it'll be on the Team No Sleep channel. It'll be part of that uh, product of services. And, you know, Montel, you just tell me when, brother, whenever you're ready to go live, I, I'm back here pushing the curtain. I'm behind the curtain, <laughs> pulling all the strings. So I, I will do what we need to do yeah. to make sure you're yeah. successful. Congratulations on that, though, brother. Congratulations. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, you ever been to Gloucester in, um, where is it at? In, in Britain? Gloucester? No. I don't even I actually I've, never it, right? I've, never, I've never been to Britain. I've never been over to England or anything at all. Mm, you need you need to go. And you you, you ever uh you like cheese? Cheese? Cheese, cheese, bro. Cheese, oh bro, like cheese. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like cheese. The okay. okay. Like this, so here, here, here's here's the, here's the, here's where I'm going. Here's where I'm going. Every year there's this famous cheese rolling contest. Right? Whole bunch of folks. I I know. So listen, we're gonna we're gonna end with, on a good mood. Every year there, there's this famous cheese rolling contest in, uh, uh, Gloucester. People yeah. run down the hill chasing a round block of cheese. It's very painful because it's, it's boggy, it's wet, it's muddy. It's all the things, uh, people have been injured, broken limbs, been sprained. I think they have uh, ambulances just waiting, but apparently it's the funnest thing happening out there on the planet because folks go out there and do it every single year. The reason that it's here on this show right now is for the first time an American woman actually won this particular event. It's a big deal. I mean, look, look, look at the picture there. You see people lined all up and down the rows here as, as it's happening. I'm gonna play a video of what actually happens at this particular event. So this, this is what it is. You've probably seen this before. Look at that. <laughs> them, them folks is coming out, you know, hurt. Running, running down the hill after a, a round of cheese. Oh my goodness. Look, see, that don't make sense right there. That's, you, that's, that's dislocated. That's an ACL injury coming. Come, look at that right there. Right, we need uh, to do this. It's hilarious. <laughs> I would actually watch that, man. I'm gonna watch it too so I can laugh. Um, you know what's crazy, man, about uh, 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 sports overseas, like these extreme sports. Like, yeah. so you have this cheese thing, and then you have running with the bulls. Yes, they they do some real extreme things overseas, man. That for for sports entertainment or entertainment wise, <laughs> this is actually considered an extreme sport. In, in yeah. the particular region, the folks fly from all over the planet to go do it. Uh, you see the crowd that is lined up to watch these individuals do this. They have a, 
men's race and they have a, a, a woman's race. And, and yes, for on the women's side, uh, what's, her, what's her name here? Young, young Abby Lamb from North Carolina took the honors and, and, and won there. She's a uh, North Carolina State hey, University. What's the prize that you win? Just the cheese? What do you get? The, you get the, listen, man, you get the eight pound round of cheese. You, you, you get to walk. Well, I don't know. You probably win something else. You probably get a beer. I, I believe you get a, you know, a pint or something, but come on. So that's another thing. These are extreme sports. They didn't get no This <laughs> great. I mean, you, know, you probably, you probably get a medal. You probably get the cheese. You probably get free drinks for the rest of the, of the day, that, that kind of thing. And a free ride to the hospital to take care of them shin splints that you didn't just experience that. That's what, you that's know, what it's all about. That's great. That's a great story, man. I, I think, you know, it's crazy. I remember when we used to think skateboarding in the X games was so extreme, right? Yeah. That was extreme to us in the United States. Like, wow. No, these man. Kids are, these kids are crazy. Wow. Yeah, no, this, this is the real deal right here. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Mm, look at that. Look at this brother right here in the front with the, with the flag. Yeah. Oh, he, he, oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> he gone, though, man. I, yeah, I would actually watch that just to laugh. I mean, if it was like a half an hour show, I'd probably look at it so I could just laugh. Um, and see what's going on, man. But that's 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 crazy. That's that's cool though. I think uh, I don't know if I consider that a sport. That's more like a just little. That's like an event that you do, kind of like you know they do the mud races or the mud runs. Too. Right, right. It seems like more of a, just an event that happens. Uh, um, but to go all the way to Great Britain to do it, I don't know if I would you know travel all just to go chase a eight block eight pound block of cheese. You, you're not going there <laughs> chasing the cheese, brother. He's not going to go. No, okay. no, no, all right. So like we're we, we going to leave that with y'all right there. Cheese yeah, rolling yeah. down the hill. People, uh, that, that's what we do. Shouts out to the Americans. We, we won it for the first time in forever. Yeah. Uh, that's it, man. How, how you doing? We, yeah. Oh, that's the show, blessed. right? Okay. Yeah. Very blessed, man. Got a lot of things going on. I think that probably one of the most, the biggest things I got kind of got going on now is obviously the podcast show. Yeah. And then we got, uh, I got, uh, the Charles James foundation. Um, I, you know, I, my friend passed away. My best friend, Tim Waddle passed away earlier this year. And I, I, I put money in the scholarship in his name and we're going to be giving that award for that scholarship, um, which I'm excited about, um, to kind of live, let his legacy live on on allow his legacy to live on to tell a little bit about him. So, you know, we're now, now I'm in the giving scholarship business, man, along with my company synopsis, they, they help match the scholarship. So, it's kind of a big deal, man. So I'm really excited about that. And then, uh, you know, the podcast is coming up and then just other things we got coming up in the future. So really excited about it. Awesome, brother. Listen, folks, this is what we do. As I always say each week, appreciate you for joining. Montel, if there's some links to the scholarship and to some of the things that you're doing, shoot those my way so I can put them in the description and share that and let folks contribute as, as their heart so desired. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday. We're going to talk about some things. There, there's always a story. I, I don't know if there's going to be another another cheese room really contest. Oh, man. Hey, I, I, I said seven. I said in seven. I, I, I'm so upset. I'm so upset with these with these Celtics. I, I'm, I don't know what's going on with Smart. I, I don't like Smart. I mean, he's balling. I don't, he's always on the ground. He's all, and he's always crying at the, at the, at the ref. Like, you know, call foul. No, brother, just, just get back and play. I, I, hey, uh, I think he's been playing good. I just think the role players of the Warriors have been playing a little bit better than the role players of Boston. So last, last uh, night, if Boston was going to win a game, it was last night because Steph could not hit a three for nothing. His streak of hitting a three in every single game for like 200 games is, is done. That's, that's okay. That's their opportunity. Um, I still think hey. seven. I still think seven. I I I think I think, think they go. I, I think you might be right at seven, but I'm yeah. wishing for six. I hope when they cut the jugular, oh, you know, they, this this week, I hope they get 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 them out of there, man. Because I truly believe, I think if the Warriors can weather the storm, because Boston will come out like gangbusters. Yeah, if yeah. Warriors can weather the storm and somehow take the lead. That basket and those shots get a little bit tighter on the Boston because they know they ain't got no way to come like they. There's no more turning back. True. So. That that basket's gonna get a lot tighter. Them shots gonna become a lot harder. That focus is gonna become a lot more nervous if the Warriors can somehow have a lead going into that fourth quarter. We'll so, say, we'll we'll say they they they've got more they've got more uh, 
young listen what's his name uh the young cat pool man that's a bad man that, that look I'm, I'm i'm rooting for the celtics but pool that's a bad man right there goodness gracious no, he, but he is a new splash brother we'll, we'll see y'all. we gotta keep it on the west coast oh yeah we want to be on the west coast they, 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 see, we done. We, we done. I'm, I'm out. Hey, all right, brother. Hey, say, hey, everybody out there, shout out, say your prayers. Uh, mental health is a real thing. Call me somebody and check up on them. Make sure they're okay. Done. Love it.